Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to the Jazzy's Podcast. Hello everybody, Jazz Asia Online Editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call the Jazz Is Podcast, and it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz Is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz Is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. With a musical journey spanning nearly six decades and a prolific career that boasts over 25 albums as a leader, renowned pianist, composer and arranger Antonio Adolfo is a true luminary in the realm of Brazilian music. His latest album, Bossa 65, marks a significant milestone as he commemorates the 65th anniversary of Bossa Nova, the iconic musical genre that originated on the sultry streets of Rio de Janeiro and remains a profound influence in the world of music to this very day. In this engaging conversation, Adolfo directs our attention to two of Bossa Nova's foremost composers, Carlos Lira and Roberto Menescal, whose music he spotlights on this latest recording, skillfully reimagining their timeless compositions and enlisting the talents of a stellar ensemble of Brazilian musicians to bring his vision of their music to life. Join us as we explore with him the enduring legacy of Bossa Nova, delve into the profound personal impact of Lira and Menescal on Adolfo's career, and much more. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. This is the Jazz Is Podcast. Hello, Antonio. Welcome to the Jazz Is Podcast. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure being here with you and to talk to all people that are pay attention to this interview with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You know, one of the ways that we like to start these podcasts is basically by breaking the proverbial ice, by asking the artists I speak with to share a memory from early childhood uh, when they really started thinking about, you know, music as something that they would like to pursue in life. Now, I know that you were born in a musical family, so that might be particularly difficult for you. But is there a memory that you have when you kind of awakened to the beauty and the power of music? Yes, uh, I think uh, uh, my first experience was in, in my mother's uh, when she was waiting for me. And she was a violinist, a violinist at the Symphony Orchestra in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And uh, she had all that, those activities and uh, concerts, etc. And I, I remember she told me that all, all colleagues, people that were also played at the symphony orchestra, told her, "Oh, this this uh, baby is gonna be a musician, I'm sure." So by, by I, th- I think that was my first contact with music inside my my mother's. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was. Uh, Seven, uh, seven years old, I started to play, to study violin, uh, following the steps of my mother. My grandmother wanted me to play violin. Okay, let's play violin. But I, I remember that I, 
I love the piano. My my sister was playing piano at, at, the, at, the, at the house, and she was studying classical music. And uh, every time she was away from the piano, I went in front of the piano and sit there and start to play something by ear. I, uh, I remember that at that time, uh, I, I got very passionate to, to Brazilian music and to the, the music that I listen on radios. And I started to play by ear. And, uh, and I, I think that was my first contact. And I, I was very passionate for, for music. That's, that's what happened. And when you think about the music that you could hear back then in Brazil, what, what kind of music was around? I mean, I mean, of course, we all, everywhere in the world, love and know, uh, are aware of the wealth of sounds, rhythms that Brazil has kind of exported all over the world. But being there directly uh, at a young age, what would have been the rhythms that influenced you as you were learning the instrument? I loved the carnival music that, uh, music uh, at that time. I remember I was uh, very young. I, I listened to the, the radio programs and then the, they were playing carnival songs and I loved those songs. But I, when I was 10 years or 11 years old, I got in love with Bossa Nova. Uh, yes. listen to, listening to music by Jobim and all these people from Bossa Nova. And then I included Carlos Lira and Roberto Menescal and other people as well. I got in love. When I, I first time I, I listened to A Felicidade, a great song by Jobim that was in the Black Orpheus movie. And I got in love. Uh, I, you know, when you feel that passion for music, that was the moment, I think, the, the big moment. Amazing. And you mentioned Black Orpheus. Uh, I love that movie. The music in that film, but also the colors of that film, just, you know, uh, yeah. are uh, um, unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, anyone listening to this, you have to check it out. Uh, but, of course, I'm yeah. also a huge fan of Bossa Nova. And with your new album, Bossa 65, you celebrate the 65th anniversary of Bossa Nova. But you also celebrate yes. the legacy of two artists that you mentioned there, uh, Carlos Lira and Roberto Menescal, who actually had a direct impact on your life and career. Is that right? Yes. Uh, uh, fortunately, I grew up in that moment that Bossa Nova was starting to explode uh, everywhere. And then I remember I was at the age of 16 or 17. And then I was invited by, by Carlos Lira because I had a trio, a trio at that moment. Uh, there were several trios in like a piano, bass and drums in Rio de Janeiro. And I was invited by Carlos Lira to be part of the, the play they were uh, releasing with uh, Vinicius de Moraes, uh, the great poet uh, who was also a partner of uh, Antonio Carlos Jobim, and the play named was uh, Pobre Menina Rica, which means poor, rich little girl. And then that was a, a very special, very, I think that was a privilege to be uh, starting my career career as a pianist for Carlos Lira. That's, that's something very, very, very special. And I think that was very important to me. And Menescal, I, I, I met him in the Bossa Nova meetings and, and I worked with him together with the, the legendary Brazilian singer Elise Regina. She was a 
great singer. And then we did uh, uh, some uh, tours throughout uh, Europe and Brazil, of course. And uh, at that moment, we played together. Uh, we did an album with Toot Stillman, I remember that. That was in, I think, 68. The Aquarela do Brasil, the album she did with uh, Toots. And uh, then he, he was working for Polygram uh, as a musical director. And I had the chance to work with him in several projects in Polygram in Brazil. So these guys are very important to Bossa Nova. I, I don't like to compare with Jobim, but Jobim, uh, for example, he's, he always told that Carlos Lira was the best melodist of Bossa Nova. Mm. Things like that. It's, uh, it's amazing to hear you mention so many of the greats uh, of those times. And, you know, speaking of this being a celebration of the Bossa Nova, the Bossa Nova remains so beloved and influential to this day. But how do you perceive the lasting significance of Bossa Nova in the broader landscape of music, both in Brazil and globally. In other words, what do you think is just so appealing and so timeless about it? I think uh, that's the mood of Bossa Nova, that, that passion, that, that, uh, that musical moment that we had in the 60s, mainly in this, during the 60s, in Ipanema, Rio de Janeiro, Copacabana, all that uh, ocean, the, the sea, the, I mean, the, the beaches, and the, that uh, great moment uh, we had. Uh, I'm trying to recall everything, but it's, it's uh, something that's difficult to describe because it, there was a mood, there, there was a passion, there was something magic, I think that's the word, something magic and at that moment. That's why I think uh, Bossa Nova could grow up. Uh, grow up. Uh, that was everything. Everything uh, that uh, helped uh, Bossa Nova to to be like something very special. Yes. And do you feel that the the atmosphere and even those artists that you mentioned and many others was it a collaborative uh, atmosphere too, where people liked to collaborate with each other to create such amazing music? Yes, and there was also the influence of jazz. Uh, yeah. Like uh, I remember, Chet Baker was a big influence, uh, and all jazz. Uh, they say that uh, West Coast jazz uh, played uh, a very important role on that uh, influence that Bossa Nova kept at that moment, uh, like Gary Mulligan. Um, but I think uh, the instrumental Bossa Nova uh, would take much more from the East Coast, more hot. So that combination is something different than just the guitar and the singer like Jean Gilberto. Remember, Jean Gilberto played very soft. Yeah. And then uh, we can also, we can combine that with the more hot sound that came with Bossa Nova. Yeah. And that was one of my challenges to, to bring Bossa Nova to this moment, yeah. in this album. I tried to to keep it, uh, I know, sometimes I have to change the, the mood, the, the harmonies, and even sometimes I, I change the one, one note of the melody. I, I did that as well. Yeah. But I think it's, I didn't want to, to play an album like uh, if, if I was like in six, five years ago, but I tried to do something, bring it to this present, to this, to this moment. 
The track you are hearing is from Bossa 65, celebrating Carlos Lira and Roberto Menescal by Antonio Adolfo, which is available now on AAM Music. We'll resume our conversation with the artist in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz A's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz A's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz A's, jazzes.com and these Jazz A's podcasts. Go to jazzes.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. But now, back to our conversation with Antonio Adolfo. It, it sounds like you, you tried to go for a creative approach to reinterpreting these songs. And you also mentioned there instrumental bossa nova uh, these songs have lyrics uh you know are, at least in the way that they are most known so is that a, yes. a stimulating challenge for you in trying to convey the emotions that are often conveyed with words to just music with instruments and the sound that the instruments and the arrangement makes yes sometimes it's difficult because uh when i when i listen to a song I know that song is a combination of melody, harmony, of course, and uh, lyrics. So if, uh, with lyrics, you have a song. Without the lyrics, you have just a tune or just some music, or just a, a, a composition, let's say. I, but I think uh, when you consider lyricists like Vinicius de Moraes, for example, who, who played a very important role in Bossa Nova, he was a great lyricist. He was a poet, uh, uh, very special. It's difficult to be away from that that feeling, you know. Uh, some some of the tunes I played by Carlos Lira were from the play "Pobre uh, Menina Rica," a poor rich girl, and that there was a there was a story there. There was a story about the the, the rich girl and the people that uh, lived close to her that was not rich like her. And that was something uh, that the lyrics played a very special, a special role in that. But I think uh, when you're creating for instrumental, you have to be a little bit away from that. And, and then you go into the melody, the harmony, the rhythm, uh, especially that. And then you, you create, you create uh, what comes to your mind. And these songs, I... I, I knew from a long time, and I have played in different occasions. But when I when I tried to put together for the album, I did a, a little bit of a partnership, a partnership of, with those composers. When I arrange, I, I bring to myself, I bring to Antonio Adolfo a little bit of Antonio Adolfo to that. Basses sixty five is a success uh you know it's a number one album and i wanted to mention that because it's uh you know it's unbelievable how this music uh, resonates uh, uh all over the world uh but i wanted to uh give you an opportunity and also allow the listeners to know a little bit about the people you collaborated and who helped you uh bring this uh vision to life that you had for this album so would you care to maybe tell us about some of the people that you worked with some of the musicians and so on that like i said helped bring this this album to us 
Yeah, this album have uh, the same the same people that I have been playing in the recent albums as well. Uh, I have uh, uh, George El George Elder on bass and upright bass, uh, acoustic bass, whatever. Uh, Rafael Barata on drums, uh, percussion. Lula Galvão on guitar, electric guitar. He played only electric guitar this time. I have uh, Dada Costa on percussion. Then I have Jesse Sadoki on trumpet and flugelhorn. I have also Danilo Sina on alto sax, Marcelo Martins on tenor sax and alto flute, and also Rafael Rocha on trombone. That was it. That's always like a dream team in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the musicians that everybody dreams about playing with. It was great to play with them once again. Yeah. I think that was very important to build my arrangements arrangement because I could imagine how those arrangements will, would sound with these great guys, these great musicians. Yes. Helps a lot. Yeah, obviously it's important, right, to be able to play the music with the right, the right people. You know, uh, in closing our conversation, I wanted to reflect on, again, one, one of the main themes of this album, the fact that it does celebrate, like I said, the 65th anniversary of Bossa Nova. Antonio, how important do you feel is uh, being aware of the history of the music as much as the technique and uh, the musical theory. Uh, how important is that for any musician, even in you know the 21st century? <laughs> yes, that is very important. Uh, in the 21st century, uh, we think uh, all these the different cultures uh, that came uh, came to the the story, came to the the scene. All these are very important, and so is, is uh, I think the fact that uh, the 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 thing that you you have studied about the history of uh, since the classical and the the, the different uh, folk music, the different styles. I am also a teacher, and sometimes I I, I research a lot about uh, the different styles. From Brazil, for example, that's the, the place where I, I I was I was born, where, where I, I grew up, and then I think it's very important to to go into those different styles and to go into the history of music and all that. I think that's very important to to create something new as well. And uh, final question, of course, uh, you know, now that the album is out, uh, what's the situation like in terms of maybe bringing it out to the people on stage? Are there any plans of touring with it? Yes, I, I just performed um, uh, recently in Miami for the Sirius XM radio, uh, Rio Jazz, uh, with my, my local group in Miami, with great musicians. And I did also the Pinecrest Jazz Festival recently. I am uh, I'm trying to organize a tour with, in different uh, uh, cities of the U.S., uh, going to West Coast, uh, as I've already been playing uh, in the past, like uh, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and uh, New York, Washington, D.C., now I am in the East Coast, and of course Miami, where I used to stay most of my time. Yes. 
with my group. I, uh, in that case, I will I will play with uh, local musicians. I go myself and go like uh, one day before or two days before and rehearsal with these these musicians and play with them. Gonna have fun with that. I I think because when you get uh, different musicians. Of course, they have to be very good. And I always play with great musicians, or it helps, which helps a lot. And uh, everything is is very new, and then you you learn from them as well, and you get those influences, and they enjoy as as well. It's a, it's like a party. Yes, it helps keeping the music alive. Yes, Antonio, it's been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Matt. It's my pleasure once again. Hope to see you soon. Thank you. enjoyed our conversation with Antonio Adolfo and I remind you that his latest album Bossa 65 is available now on AAM Music and if you love jazz and vinyl be sure to check out our Jazz Ace Vinyl Club join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you just go to jazzace.com and click on join vinyl club for more and as music from antonio adolfo's bossa 65 plays us out i encourage you to keep an eye out for more jazz Ace podcasts our print magazine and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website jazzace.com and if you like what you see you can always subscribe for more Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.